my understanding is that <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy, once she got her mitts on this, it just absolutely oh. went straight to the, the wonderful mess that it is. It's um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, folks, we are live. We were just talking about John Favreau just possibly leaving in disgust, kicking There's over rumors tables. Of it. Rumors of it, confirmed rumors of it. Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy has uh, basically turned into a giant cancer. You know, she's like King Midas in reverse. Everything she touches turns to shit. Yeah, <laughs> it it's bad, man. It's bad. Uh, <sighs> all right, so we didn't do one last week. Because uh, Eric decided he was going to go have a date with a lady who ended up breaking up with him by the next morning. So what the difference a few hours makes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe she watched the episode and then just didn't want oh, to have just, anything to do with someone else who watched that show. Uh, or maybe she's a Kathleen Kennedy fan. Uh, who knows? Mm. Who knows? There's always that possibility, Heaven too. Because uh, it's definitely not me. Does she have fans outside of like Bob Iger? <laughs> I suppose that's the only fan that counts in that company. But the CIA. Anyways, um... yeah. who's she's got to know where all the skeletons are. That's the only logical explanation for how she's still she... in that employment. Because I don't think we've ever seen a franchise burned down so fast. Yeah. Since she took control over star Wars at Disney. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was the, uh, the Willow thing too, which was also, Oh bad. my good. Well, I was, I, I was never a Willow fan and I didn't even, I love the it. movie only but because I was like nine when it came out. <laughs> everything I heard from people who liked it as the original one. Right. Yeah. Everything I heard from the people who watched the show was just like, this isn't, this isn't even Willow. This is something completely different. Yeah. I, w I watched the first episode with my daughter and she mm -hmm. even looked, she's six. She even looked at me and was like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. There's Joanne Wally Kilmer there for some reason. <laughs> I know she played Sorcerer in the original, but what is this? <laughs> it was just not good. Yeah. So, uh, got my, uh, my document pulled up from, uh, last week's episode, season three, episode seven, mm -hmm. chapter 23, the spies. Yep. Yeah, good old the spies. I don't know why they call it the spies because like we only was like see the spy one for the scene. first two minutes. We get one <laughs> scene at the very start, which I got a lot in terms of aesthetics. That was actually a great scene. Opens, it's so clean. I love yeah. the aesthetic that they've gone with for like the underbelly of Coruscant. I think it's even better than when they did it in the prequels. Yeah. Um, really like a cyberpunky kind of feel to it yeah um it's, you definitely tell some like bad things go down in the alleyways oh for sure yeah, yeah it's it's not quite like blade runner like it's not quite that grimy but it's got a little you could definitely of, uh, tell they were influenced by it though oh for sure for yeah. sure which is a good thing that's a yeah, I, no I, that's that's a, a good thing to the show <laughs> uh, the show is opening and i have something good to say about it that's a, yes a rare occurrence in our history here i know i know i was like oh we're starting off with the rain slick streets of coruscant yeah and we get a uh and a probe droid on top of it because you got to yeah. know that the empire kind of uses those as like dead I drops was just now like, <laughs> why of all the things to use for a spy 
for the Empire, an Imperial probe droid seems like <laughs> the wrong choice. Like maybe they're very big, noisy, an astromech or a protocol droid, something a little more ubiquitous, other than a big black thing that's obviously Imperial. <laughs> that just seemed a little bit like. I get that you're just trying to throw in a reference. Yeah, that's what they do all the time on this show. But it's just like this one doesn't make any sense. A yeah. lot of them don't make sense, but this you, one is actually antithetical to what right. she's trying to do. And you could have tied in like the video games and Star Wars Rebels, where they had like the yes. miniaturized version of the pro droids. That would which work. Would make more sense. Yeah. So uh, what was it? Uh, that Star Wars uh, Battlefront where you follow along with the, uh, the the TIE fighter pilot and then she ends up uh, working with the Rebellion. Oh, that's Battlefront 2, I think. I didn't yeah. play either of those games because they were such a mess with the microtransactions. I literally oh, just didn't even buy them. I don't even pay attention to those, really. Okay, yeah. I mean, you're going to drop, drop me a free box like once a week or something like that. Cool, I guess. Yeah. I'm not going to go buy like $4.99 for a skin. Well, the problem was that they were like <laughs> pay to win. That was the real oh, yeah, yeah, thing yeah, 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 is yeah. that they a lot. If it's just cosmetics, I don't care. Yeah, cosmetics I'm, I'm not whatever. buying it anyways. So <laughs> yeah, but because it was pay to win, it's just like I'm getting clapped by 12 year olds who just have their mom's credit card. I'm not even I mean, I'm yeah. going to get clapped by 12 year olds because I'm bad. But I'm getting clapped by 12-year-olds because I'm bad and they have their mom's credit yeah. card. And that's just the worst feeling in the world. And where do I go to get a credit card with a $40,000 limit on it? I mean... <laughs> Dude, I can't even get the bank to give me a credit card with, like, a $1,000 credit limit. <laughs> I'm trying to get a new credit card for the last month and, like, getting the bank to, like... Do anything, yeah. It's... Do literally anything with it. I'm just like, just tell me what you need me to do. I'll sign whatever papers. I'll move money around yeah. to whatever. It's not like I don't have the money. I just need you to actually issue me the new thing. Right. And for a month, they've refused to do anything. And I'm like tearing my hair out at this point. It's ugh. topic for another show. But I was uh, talking to some guy who had gotten out of prison and he was like, hey, guess what? It's like uh, rejoining the world like 12 years later, like. In the That's computer awful. system, I do not exist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's kind of messed up. I was like, yeah, I can't go buy a car. I can't rent an apartment. It's just yeah. bad. Yeah, I've got, so. I'm trying to get it so I can build a credit history because um, for regular, li rifles, regular life reasons, you need a credit history. And I haven't yeah. had a credit history for a long time. And so now I'm just like, I should get a new car to build up some more credit history that way yeah. when i apply for a loan in a year or two i can actually get, get it. it but <laughs> i can't get the bank to move forward because they're like oh you don't have a credit history yeah but that's what i'm trying to rectify <laughs> great what do i have to who do i have to blow to get a freaking credit <laughs> card right now kathleen kennedy is waiting in the back room for you sir never mind I'm assume the position <laughs> bend over it's yeah like, I was like, wait, shouldn't she be the one? No, 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 no. You, you bend over. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is to work with her, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, so our uh, our favorite little spy who uh, neuralized the uh, Dr. Pershing uh, from a yes. previous episode is now back on the streets, meeting with the probe droids in the, in the middle of the alleyways. 
Uh, and we see Moff Gideon come to life on a, a hologram. So apparently it wasn't the Mandalorians who sprung him from jail. It was somebody else. Yep. Which we knew. Like, yeah, we kind of knew. Nobody was actually thinking it was the Mandalorians who did it. Yeah, they just kind of go, oh, Beskar armor is obviously the uh, the Mandalorians. They've got him. Yeah. It's not as if the Empire had years of access to Beskar. Yeah. Had a huge stockpile of the stuff. Paid so a bounty it, hunter in Beskar to go after uh, <laughs> yeah. one of Yoda's species. Yeah. So uh, then we see uh, Gideon kind of going into his fortress. Uh, he's walking by uh, some heavily kitted out uh, stormtroopers, it looks like. Uh, kind of similar to Mandalorian armor, uh, which will actually come up in the uh, the next episode. Oh, well, at the end of this episode and, and uh, next episode. Uh, and then I have it noted down here, the staff meeting from hell. Apparently the Empire has a shadow council. <laughs> yeah. But like the worst shadow council. They're just, oh, yeah, they're, they're all not just not good. Cool. They're all just like people who are clearly like bureaucratically appointed and are just miserable uh yeah. they've got uh captain pelly in there my boy, yeah my sweet summer child my poor boy <laughs> how far the mighty has fallen this week i've started listening re-listening for like the fourth time to the audiobooks of the uh, air to empire uh, trilogy of yeah. the og thrawn trilogy just so that i can see Pelion the way he's meant to be portrayed yeah. as a competent and very much in the well in the original book trilogy he's very much like the uh the reader's pov of thrawn like yeah you, you view thrawn through his eyes really right and uh he's a great character crucial crucially crucial to that story and he's a huge character in the eu he leads the empire eventually leads the empire remnant brings it into peace accords with the new Republic and dies later on because of a bunch of yeah. other stuff with, um, uh, Leia's children, the actual much better, the much better version of Luke's nephew who turns to the dark side. Right. But that's a whole, <laughs> that's a, that's a story for another time. Yeah. Uh, the keen eyed observer would have noticed that a, a certain Hux was mentioned from the, uh, the new trilogy. I guess yes. that was his dad. Yes, yeah, he's. Uh, they established his character pretty early yeah. in the um, the new canon. Um, he's like a big stormtrooper guy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's his thing. Yeah, doesn't really matter because it's new trilogy and it's. They do. Oh yeah, they do have the whole thing where they're like talking about cloning and like his obsession with cloning. Woo. Oh, this is all building to the how they explain the way. <laughs> that Palpatine somehow returns. Right, and... yeah, they're kind of backtracing that one. And uh, yeah. now joining us, Tyler Yankee. Tyler! Welcome. Gentlemen, good evening. <laughs> what did I, I miss? You have your, you, I hope you have your drinks ready. We were just getting into the beginning of uh, Season 3, Episode 7 from last week. Yeah, um, sorry we missed that one, everybody. I know you... Uh, yeah. No one moved forward until we came and did this, so... Yeah. <laughs> now they can watch the last one, too. With their lives on hold. Yes. Right. Uh, everyone had uh, returned to their stasis pods to get recharged, and uh, now we're out again. So, <laughs> uh, there was a Thrawn mention in the uh, the staff meeting from Hell, 
and Moff yep. Gideon kind of like he was like I've got spies all over the place. No one's heard of this guy. He's he's not around. You guys are bluffing, basically. Well, technically he isn't, as far as we know, at least as far right. as the listeners, uh, the viewers know, because the last we saw him was with Ezra on the bridge of uh, the Chimera getting shot off into hyperspace with the space whales. Yeah, the Pergil, which we saw at the beginning of the uh, of the season, which was uh, kind of a nice little throwback there. Yeah. Uh, apparently Gideon needs some uh, backup, so he calls for more TIE fighters and uh, Praetorian Guard <laughs> and bombers. I don't know why anyone would call for them. They suck. They're they're awful. <laughs> Anybody who's seen the sequel trilogy knows that they stink and that nobody should want them. Right. And we'll get to later, but it holds up later. Like why <laughs> why are these guys cool? What they they're, they're terrible at their job. Yeah, they're dressed all in red though, and they're very scary looking. I kind of like them from uh, Return of the Jedi, where they're just kind of like in the periphery, and you know the yeah. Emperor didn't really need them. It was kind of funny. Yes. Uh, so it ends with everybody uh, clicking their heels together and doing a Heil Hitler, which was kind of kind of nice, I guess. <laughs> yeah. This whole show, because they do long live the Empire. This whole show is just it moves from refrain to refrain. This is the yeah. way. Long live the Empire. Um. Uh, I have spoken. There's yeah. nothing to this show. It's just and the new catchphrase that we all got: "Bad baby, no squeezy." <laughs> we'll get there in a minute. Oh god! So that let me might just have catch been up. the only thing that I liked from this episode was the Babu Fricks. I can't remember the name of the Anzellans. Yeah. Yes, the Anzellans. Thank you. So let me catch up. The way up. they do the puppets for those little guys, I like it. The puppetry with Baby Yoda has not been so good this season. They're kind of like the uh, the doozers to the Fraggle Rock of this episode. So, <laughs> are we? Are, are you talking right now? So, so I'm caught. I'll caught up. Where they're all the holograph circle of yes, of gentlemen. Okay, yeah. And did you expect at some some point someone to use the force to squeeze someone off or something like that? Oh, that that would be nice. Oh, wow. Uh. Get get a little force choke from. Uh, hey, hey, you, you've been on the ground too long. Get it, get it real bad, and then we'll. He's <laughs> been laying on the floor. Is starting to affect his. Is uh, that a is that a hotel hallway you've got behind you, Eric? Oh, uh, oh yes, this is the uh, the Overlook Hotel. You can just right. uh, you can almost see the little twins in the back. Yeah, and the blood coming out of the elevator. Right. Oh yeah, I meant to point this out earlier. Well, I've got my. Uh, dune t-shirt on because i wanted to represent a a sci-fi franchise that that's I actually, actually good yeah <laughs> and that's actually good because and one that hasn't been ruined by recent films I've, yeah just wait until kathleen sequel. kennedy bends that one over <laughs> the sequel to dune it might be the only film i've been excited for in, well I, aside from the original one. i actually liked the uh, the new version i didn't the think i was, was going so to good. and i actually liked it i was like oh i Someone i rented it and then uh, fell asleep. Um, so I'm going to have to try it again. Not because it was bad, just because it was was tired. <laughs> yeah. So really, I'll check really that out. That right. happens. That happens. Uh, so then we go back to uh, Navarro, uh, where the Mandalorian fleet has uh, shown up. Uh, I also have on here a uh, thank you, Miss Exposition, while uh, Bo-Katan Kreese is like, explaining everything for us. Yeah. Right. Well, remember, the, the, this show is clearly written for the stupid, so yes. they need to explain things over and over again. Because the only people who watch this show have to be stupid. 
yeah. we are stupid for continuing to do this is what I'm saying. <laughs> Which, by the way, it, it makes me um, the fact that I even don't grade it very high. I'm like, oh, that's that, that's how low it is. That even <laughs> I am getting it and realizing it's be, below me. Yeah, so. it's hasn't been good. Hasn't been good. And we needed uh, Bo-Katan to like say, all right, I am surrounded by incompetence. I need to explain things on a fifth grade level. Right. Yeah. And that might even be pushing it. So, so uh, we got the uh, the Mandalorian Fleet Week flying overhead. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny to actually see the uh, droid be confused. It was like, no, that's an Imperial light cruiser. And he goes, yeah, but look at the markings. You can't miss the giant mythosaur painted underneath it. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of fun. Uh, so we got the armorer doing the the welcoming committee for all of the uh, the Mandalorians that uh, Bo-Katan had brought back. Uh, you can tell there was like a little bit of a uh, look at these assholes um, from both sides, which was kind of fun. Nothing. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they're stupid. <laughs> the helmet the helmet does uh i don't know something clogs their brain yeah that's why maybe she's the smart one she takes it off all the time she takes it off yeah. all the time or it's got better well, that's oxygen why she's the leader yeah. because she's the only one that has a smidgen of competence the yeah. only time she didn't was during the dino episode well the, the flying dino episode they yeah were right. dino creatures where she followed the creature and instead of saving the kid was like now i'm gonna go back and get help <laughs> You could have shot it like you. You yeah. could have just done the thing that you guys were gonna do. Whatever. That was a. <laughs> not even think about that one. God. Yeah, and then uh, we catch back up. Uh, everyone has to go see uh, High Magistrate Kreef Garga, and uh, apparently, he's got some uh, I feel expensive. So bad for Carl Weathers. I love Carl Weathers. Oh, he's okay. so great. It pains me to see him have to deliver these AI generated lines that they give to him. Yeah. Carl yeah, Weathers the, is the a manatees very with the kickballs. <laughs> and it is degrading that he should. It's degrading to a lot of the great actors that have had to be on this show, quite frankly. Yeah. Lizzo. Lizzo uh, who else? <laughs> <laughs> she phoned it in once she uh, heard that she was wearing holographic pixie wings. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, we get some gifts, uh, some uh, really expensive hooch, and an IG-11 mech suit driven by one of the Anzellans and the bane of my existence. <laughs> and there we get the, uh, the, uh, the, the stupid new catchphrase, bad baby, no squeezy, as the Anzellan comes out and Grogu gets all excited. Yeah. It was so weird. So now uh, I'm officially I, out of bourbon. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna need you're gonna need more of it. So ho hopefully yeah. you got like little drips in there. Uh, so I also love how the IG12, which has now been renumbered, uh, has a very open front, so Grogu can just get blasted right in the face. <laughs> yeah, there's no yeah. Thing or <laughs> just like, first of all, the whole concept is just so dumb. It's like I, I understand where you were going with it, unfortunately bad execution well the thing is that all they do with it in this episode they use it in the next one um comic relief they, they just use it as a gag and it's a gag that is terribly unfunny it just yeah. doesn't work it just now, this they, is where i've said before baby yoda 
is creative cyanide. <laughs> Whatever you're doing with him is going to kill the scene. Yeah. By the way, uh, so look, he gets, they put him in the thing and he does the thing kids do, which is no, 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 you know, push the button yeah, over no. and over. And as a parent, totally understood that uh, it was yeah, a little I bit totally annoying. Yeah. My daughter was, loved it, however, yeah, because she's six and she just thought that was great. That's their audience. That's why <laughs> that, they explain the things. That's their audience now. <laughs> That's the problem, though. You. That's your target audience for this show. That's that's the intelligence level they're targeting a six-year-old. I'm nothing wrong with being six. Yeah. But at one point, Star Wars, you could consume it at any age level. There was layers for every age level. Right. And they've abandoned that completely in Star Wars. Yeah. <clears throat> like, even yeah. Filoni's cartoons can be watched as an adult, and you can get something out of them. Hey, those oh are yeah, directly the kids. It's like Rebels and the last couple seasons of uh, of the Clone Wars. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh the the whole IG Eleven mech suit is the, it's going to be the bane of my existence for like the next couple of episodes. So be, yeah. be ready for. And if you guys like it, I'm sorry, but I'm about to hurt your feelings. Oh yeah, I <laughs> I, I literally have written on my notes here. Fuck off with this IG mech. I hate this so much. <laughs> yeah, I have something similar, but it's like it's got racial epithets in it. So, um, it was pretty bad. A lot, a lot of N words. Uh, so <laughs> we then go out to the streets of uh, Navarro, where Grogu, of course, is doing a Jar Jar Banks and like grabbing Melurons and stuffing his face with stuff. And uh, it's a good thing Din Djarin is uh, flush with uh, credits because he was able to pay him off, but uh, still annoying. Oh, sorry, yeah. I forgot. At <laughs> one point, I forgot this note here because it was on my next page. At one point, Mando says that the mech suit is not a good idea. And I was yelling at my screen saying, you're right, it's, it's not, not a good, good idea. idea. Who told you to approve this? <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy's stop please stop but you know he realizes later he's like how can i go in and how can i put this child basically in yeah. a, the most dangerous situation possible without this if i don't have this mechanism to just come along with me right then it doesn't work and i have to uh, endanger grogu at every step of the way so no, therefore trying to get i think he's trying to get grogu killed like he secretly yeah. wants him to die, but he doesn't want to tell anybody that he wants him to die. I, I think right. he actually hates Grogu. There's no other explanation. Or, for but I mean, why. like we've seen Grogu do like amazing things, right? You know, right. stops things. Yeah. You know, the the shield, all those kind of things that we saw previously. So, at some respect, I mean, points you're like, okay, you bring him along. He he's actually kind of an asset. So I get it. Yeah. I guess. I guess. It's I mean, he just... defeated that kid in the foundling, remember? You know, quite right. soundly. Yeah. <laughs> they could have made I... this worse. And I'm going to tell you how. They could have put a front on it, and then we could have gotten Grogu Iron Man vision. Oh, yeah. What if it's like a shield and it's all steamed up and he's writing something on there? No, no. no. Like, remember the Iron Man movies where we see yeah, yeah. Robert Downey yeah. Jr.'s face and, like, all of the little things are coming up in front? Yeah. That would have made it worse. See, yeah. that was cool I think I would have kicked my there. TV if that would have happened. Yeah. What if they gave him like uh, the car from Knight Rider, Kit? Kit uh, would actually be a bonus to this show. 
Yeah, it could it make it my call. <laughs> yeah, true. As long as we got the uh, Hasselhoff over there in a leather jacket and blue jeans. So David Hasselhoff yeah. could only improve this show on exactly just his presence. Shirtless, shirtless, well. drunk on the floor <laughs> trying to eat a cheeseburger. We all remember. Yeah, even at his age, I'm sure Hasselhoff shirtless would improve this show. Exactly. Uh, so then Bo-Katan, Kreese being the only competent member of the Mandalorians, uh, has a plan to use both tribes to retake Mandalore. Uh, so the taking of Mandalore commences. Uh, we still get Grogu looking ridiculous in the IG mech suit uh, in the backgrounds and stuff. And then we get the rundown, what happened after the bombing and how <laughs> Moff Gideon ended up with the Darksaber. She basically quit. I was like, ah, I kind of wanted there to be like a duel and he like somehow got the upper hand and like took it from her or something. But no, it was like, I give up, save my people. But then they almost act like, oh, then they have more sympathy for her. Right. Which the Mandalorians, if it's a warrior culture, wouldn't have, it was like, wait, you gave up? What the fuck? Yeah, they might've just what killed am, her. What right am there. I doing here? <laughs> yeah, they, they were just all okay with it for yeah. some reason. It, nobody even gives her any pushback. Yeah. Sure, whatever. I at this point, I, I just sort of accept the fact that they all think that she's the best because, quite frankly, she is. Yeah. Because everyone else has proven to be mentally handicapped, <laughs> and since right. has an IQ slightly higher than room temperature, and that's yeah, really all and, we need with the Mandalorian. <laughs> and for her, that makes her the most effective leader. So I guess everybody was just like. Yeah, okay, we'll give you a pass because clearly you're the most effective leader out of all of us because the less the rest of us are so mentally challenged that we can barely that th there's a the only reason we don't take our helmets off is because we'll forget how to put them back on straight. Yeah. Yeah, or forget to breathe all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh so what did we all think of the ice pirates there on the uh on the surface of Mandalore with their, with their uh, sailing vessel, with the skis and everything. Yeah, I was like, is this Peter Pan? What's, what's going on here? <laughs> I was just like, didn't we do the pirates thing already? We had <laughs> Pirate King Gorian Shard. Excuse me, Pirate King Gorian Shard already. And I was half expecting him to, to be the captain of that vessel. Oh, God. Uh, I found you. So yeah. I would have. You know what? I would have appreciated it if it was. If it was him, I would have liked it better. As it was, it was just whatever. But yeah. if they had just, if they had done something like that to just really just take the piss out of themselves, I'd have been fine with it. Yeah. It's like at this point, you might as well just make jokes. Yeah, yeah. you might as well make fun of yourself. But they're still taking themselves seriously because and they so desperately the worst joke want... of them all. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, but somehow it, this isn't as bad as some of the stuff we've seen previously. But at this, this point, well, any scene show, without Lizzo or Jack Black in it is going to be gold. So, yeah, <laughs> it's just that at this point in the show, we're the episode before the end and it feels like we're still going nowhere. Yeah, it's like this should have been like episode two, maybe, you know, yeah, this was their this was their ode to Johnny Depp, uh, Jack Sparrow. Uh, they're like, you know, we're, we're going to pay some sort of homage with a pirate ship, a literal pirate ship. Pirate <laughs> kind of... <laughs> it just blows my mind that, that of all the technology that they have, they're like, 
You know what works sailing. best? Sailing. Yes. There's still wind. <laughs> and basically the entire surface is made of glass, so we can just get these skis. And uh... Uh, That was so bad. That that was uh, that jumped the shark. <laughs> yeah, it's um, in a universe where point, where pulsar lifts are a thing, and they're at everywhere. This point, I'm just like so worn down that I'm just like fine. I'll accept it. Whatever. Sure, why not? <laughs> no, no, Avasti Mihardis on that one. So, yeah. uh, but it did lead to a a touching sidebar scene where Din Djarin yes. uh, reveals his simpery for uh, Bo-Katan Kreese and says he'll follow Hard her. Hard simpser. Yes. But I still, like I said earlier, because her song he hasn't should, been sung yet. He should be hard simping her. I, I think that there's a very strong case for why he should be doing it. It's not bad that he's simping her. Right. He should be because he's mentally challenged. He needs someone who can direct him and look out for him, just like everybody else who's a Mandalorian. Right. So I'm she's the make... only one who has the a reasonable person's IQ, and therefore. Everyone should be looking up to her because she's not fucking retarded. So the only thing that we need now is just for Din Jaren to go, Jenna, I love you, Jenna. <laughs> Literally, yes. <laughs> Give me your, your AIDS baby. <laughs> not a smart man. Yeah. Okay. We get it. We get it. Yeah. So then they go onto the forge. And uh, of course, we get our creature of the week. Big giant uh, scary thing comes out of yeah, the uh, the glass and creature of the week. <laughs> well, first and... we had corporate. We also had corporate mandated action scene of the week where Paz Vizsla and the other guy fought too. Oh yeah. yes, I, I forgot. Yeah, they're going to argue over chess and decide to get into a stabby match about it. Right. Yeah, and then baby, you have to have the conflict to up. have a resolution to yeah. show that they yeah. come together. Bokatan was like, "No, this was going to happen. Let's just let him fight it out." Yeah. Bokatan literally said, "This was going to happen no matter what. None of us can break it up." But why though? Yeah. Why can no one break it up? You're the boss. It's your yeah. job. What You're are you the leader. Doing? You're supposed and to be the one. And she's like, no, it. we're fine. We'll just let him <laughs> let him fight it out. But no without it, we wouldn't have gotten the Grogu. No, 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 no. <sighs> right. If, if we hadn't have done that, it wouldn't have made me want to drink myself into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we get to get Grogu stepping in. Stopping the thing. Creature of the week. Everyone abandon ship. And then uh, Imperial Troopers. Uh, that's the, the guys in the hallway. Apparently they've been uh, updated with uh, Beskar armor. Thanks to yes. uh, Moff Gideon's uh, research. And uh, everyone has jetpacks. So I was like, I even have a Let note me, down. I was like, if I don't get a jetpack battle in this episode or the next, I'm going to kill myself. We so. do. Let me ask you a stupid, <laughs> maybe a stupid question. Does everyone know that the Baskar metal is like superior? I mean, I, I think so. I assume so. Yeah. Then, then why haven't they, everybody done this before? They make it sound like it's such a, oh my God, he did what? Well, I think it's because before it's a highly regulated substance because before yeah. it was limited only to the Mandalorians. Who limited they had it? had a monopoly on it. Because, well, the Mandalorians okay. did. By yeah. their own force of arms, they monopolized it. And then okay. the Empire monopolized it because they took over. And so by their force of arms, they monopolized it. So Okay. Yeah. It, it's always been controlled by a monopoly, and yeah. which is why it's such a highly sought-after substance because it's not only is it incredibly valuable in terms of the, its pragmatic applications, but even in terms of of its uh, 
value as a, a substance is, I guess, the store of value in terms of a currency is sought after because yeah. it's so rare. So, so price controls, once again, don't work. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so well, then they, uh, but better said, it's price controls work for the people controlling the prices. The monopoly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. I found other whiskey. I have um, Irish whiskey now. So uh oh. Tea Ling Irish whiskey. Spelled K Y instead of K E Y for the. Uh, no, it's, it's it's E Y. It's E Y on that. Oh well, yeah. then you don't have Irish whiskey. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> it's, it is made in Ireland, but it's made for Americans in Ireland. So. Uh, okay, that explains the E. Yeah. There you go. Highly uh, recommend it. It's a good like a uh, mid shelf whiskey. Okay. Definitely recommend it. It's if like you can forty dollar a bottle. Yeah. It it's like I think normally like a sixty dollar a bottle, but uh, if you can catch it on sale for forty dollars, it'll be a great forty dollars well spent. Okay. Well, California prices. I, I got I got to assume yeah, it's like California prices is a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like maybe fifty five where I'm at. Who knows? I'll have to give <laughs> yeah. it a look. <laughs> uh, so then I have uh, written down here uh, Bo-Katan doing some John Wick shit which was actually kind of nice Yeah, seeing a warrior culture actually be warriors for a change uh, yeah turns out they're good at fighting people they're just terrible at fighting monsters yeah just <laughs> up against a giant monster shit other people oh great about to get Bruce well, Lee well they're stormtroopers to be fair and it yeah. has, they've now canonized remember Disney Star Wars canonized that stormtroopers are terrible soldiers. Yes. Which is don't awful. even get me started on how stupid and insane that is. Right. But there we go. Unless they defect and become I mean, didn't we have some of that where some of these uh in, Yeah. These well, Mayfield was like a sniper and he even made the joke. He was like, "No, no, no. I was a sniper, not a regular stormtrooper." Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Played by the uh the incomparable Bill Burr. So Yeah. And we also had Finn, of course, in the yeah. sequel trilogy. Yeah. He was all of a sudden amazing, even though he said he was a janitor. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Oh, okay. It's fine. <laughs> no problems there whatsoever. So, uh, he, well, he probably saw everyone couldn't hit the target on the urinals. So he's been, I mean, that's why he practiced. And so he got really good. He's like, I'm tired of cleaning up these drips and, and drabs. This is, this is bullshit. I'm going to quit, guys. Yeah. <laughs> One thing about stormtroopers, though, they always remember to put the seat back down. They're, uh, they're very uh, well trained. Yes. Yeah. They're, or maybe uh, they always just sit down. Oh, they sit down oh, to pee? Could you imagine? Yeah. Oh. Not good. Not good. Uh, so then we get uh, Posh Visla laying down cover fire. And uh, I had to ask the question, what is the point of this heavy blaster if it's not doing heavy blaster shit? Hmm. You know, the, the stormtroopers don't really seem all that afraid of it. And when they get hit, they like kind of go down for a second and then they're right back up in the air again. So Well, they're wearing Beskar armor. Right? That very so. true. Very true. Yeah. Uh, but then it turns around uh, that part of this uh, underground base is actually Moff Gideon's. Uh, surprise. Surprise. And then it's uh, a trap. <laughs> we get it's a trap. It was always a trap. And then he does the thing. Uh, he villain monologues for a good moment to tell us all of his <laughs> all of his plans. I, I had flashbacks to um, now. I forgot what what's that movie? Uh, Austin Powers, where yes. just kill him. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in the thing, and then we're not even gonna watch him die. It's just gonna happen. So that's yeah. that. that just, anyway, 
the I don't mind the villain monologue trope too much, or at least as much as other tropes, because it's 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 very much a common trope. Yeah. Like the more common it is, I feel like the more acceptable it is. I'm not saying from a logical perspective that it's acceptable, no. No. but it is more culturally acceptable, if that makes sense. So I don't think yeah. it's bothered me too much relative to everything else that bothered me about this show. But still, yeah, it's definitely a problem. Anytime a villain monologues, instead of doing something that would actively help what they're doing, unless you've established somehow that they're a, that it's a character flaw of theirs or something like that. Yeah. Because uh, you have to do the work if you're going to have a villain monologue instead of doing and something destructive. And the greatest villain monologue of all time was the man with the golden gun. When James Bond asked him, do you expect me to talk? And he goes, no, Mr. Bond, I expect you I to expect die. You to die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then he just walks out of the room. So that's, that's um, probably about the best version of that. Yeah, th that's a solid one. Um, Victor Hel Villanueva as the little man for uh, the man with the golden gun sidekick, by the way. Yes. Um, so anyway, uh, why didn't he just kill Din? Right it's like right there. You, you've you've got everybody. Your 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 trap is sprung. No, seriously. What what did he want? Why would he, why were they dragging him away? And then he tries to kill him later. So I. I why not just there's kill no him? reason there's literally no reason why not to. yeah as a, if i was moff gideon i wouldn't be taking prisoners at this point no. i was no. like they've all banded together to come against me everybody has to die in he, that hangar. he brought them he literally says thank you for bringing them all here so i can make killing you easier yeah there's literally the no reason why he shouldn't have killed them it was the plan all along yeah he doesn't even it would have maybe been fine if he'd added a line like i have something special and kind uh, in for yes. you, I have my own uh, Rancor pit right, right down here, and I'm just yeah, gonna toss like, you right in. Something like that, and then you could have done like the super villain thing where he has the sharks with laser beams on their heads, and he escapes from it. Yeah, but no. he was a bit, you know, a lot of hubris in him, where he's like, I I've created the next generation of villain suit, and he's got to yes. tell them all. So yeah. I get that what you're saying. That is part of that whole thing, but. For a guy that can develop that and escape and do all these other things, still, what is he brought down? Was brought down by his ego? Is that what we're saying now? Yeah. Maybe. No. Well, he's been brought down because he's retarded, just like everybody okay. else in this show. <laughs> that is the downfall of literally Maybe that's, every character. What if the Baskar Metal does something to you? It like leaches <laughs> in. That's it. Maybe, maybe that's actually the explanation. It's, it's like bisphenol A, and you know, you're just getting a little bit of a dose of estrogen every time you use it. Yeah, <laughs> there, there you go. Okay, when do when do we get the uh, the 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 three? <laughs> no, but making the Mandalorians retarded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So we get the uh, the purge will could be complete line, which I audibly groaned at uh, when I heard it. Uh, and then Paz Vizsla is basically covering the exit. And uh, now, all of a sudden, the heavy uh, blaster decides it's going to heat up the barrel to make it unusable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because right now, it, it's like fuel, you know? Sometimes it runs out. Sometimes it heats up. By the way, I, I, well, I guess we'll save us for the next one where there's a lot of flying. There's a lot of flying. No one ran out of, I didn't see anybody's jetpack go, oh my God. A single time. It's crazy. Yeah. I can't it's, believe it. It, it, it's in my notes. It's in Hard my notes. Spoil it. okay. Thank goodness they all remembered to top off before they left. <laughs> <Exactly>. you <know? laughs> right. Uh, top so now we get uh, Tyler Yankee's favorite part. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition and the Praetorian Guards <laughs> show up uh, to put them on the wreck and uh, 
kills Paz Vishla. Uh, so there's a little bit of a sacrifice, but it allowed enough uh, time for Bo-Katan and company to, to at least get out. I mean, I was the only one that saw that, right? No, I saw it, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. okay. I, Big I, fan I, of I, Monty Python. I was okay. <laughs> Me too. And, and as soon as that happened, I'm like, please, <laughs> this is too much. Why like, red? What's it, what's the honestly uh, the Monty Python sketch of the Spanish Inquisition more believable yeah. as a as reality? <laughs> just whatever three the Spanish show. cardinals just busting Spanish into an apartment, yeah. bringing out the comfy chair. Yeah. More than I can believe the- we didn't have the comfy chair. Yeah. What about the hall of rotating knives? They didn't. Uh, that's a different sketch, I guess. <laughs> well, if it would have ended with the argument clinic, that would have been. <laughs> All right. Oh, that might be my favorite. As somebody who both participated in and coached debate for many years, I was involved in high school forensics for about seven, eight years, probably. Yeah, about eight years. That sketch is just it's so it's it's right there yeah wait you were in high school for eight years that's uh <laughs> no i well i was in high school well, i was homeschooled but not that homeschool oh okay. um <laughs> no, I, I did, for eight years i, I competed I, I for four years and then coached four years afterwards gotcha. I, I figured that <laughs> just wanted the joke to linger anyway yeah it'd be uh, believable and maybe if i was target audience for the show i would have been (laughs) right yeah so uh, that's pretty much where this episode ends uh i mean slight improvement over the last one well but but someone got away remember when this was all hot fighting one of the guys went for help yeah he did have to go to help help. because he had to warn everybody so he flew through a hole in the ceiling himself we're supposed to care but we don't because he has no character there's no reason we actually like him was that the foundling's no dad? Yeah, that was the foundling's dad. He's Ragnar. been kind of a dick this whole time. Okay. Yeah, he's been yeah. kind of a jerk. Um, it was originally played John by Favreau. John. That is John Favreau, by the way. The That's studio. John Favreau's voice. the The body for the last uh, two seasons has been Tate Fletcher. Oh, has it been Tate Fletcher for that? Yeah, the former I MMA like to fighter. I think that Favreau was actually in the suit because they got a similar build. I just assumed it was yeah, him. Yeah, Favreau was in the in the first season in the suit doing the voice, and then okay. in the, the second season and the third season, Tate Fletcher took over the suit duties while uh, Favreau got into the recording booth. So okay. nice. So, but yeah, that's uh, Tate Fletcher. If that he actually kind of does lend to what I was saying earlier with Favreau is just like done with it and wants to get out of yeah. Disney. Yeah. Uh, so I gave this one, uh, going into the scoring, uh, I was going to give it, uh, two Grogu mech suits out of five, but you know, it's like, eh, just barely two because that mech suit just, it kills me just looking at it, hearing it go. Yes. Yes. No, it no. It physically hurts. Yeah. I would have thought it would have been cool if they would have done like a language translate thing and it just actually talks, but. Yeah. It pushes a button. It'd yeah, be super annoying. <laughs> Are we okay. rating this one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll give it uh, one and a half Terry Gilliams uh, out of t- Gilliam. 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 Yeah. Gilliam. He's the American on the Monty Python. Right. In that sketch, by the way. Uh, out of five, ten. Pulls out a dish it. rack when they said one of their means of torture was the rack. Oh. Yes, that is and true. everyone breaks character when he does it. It's the greatest, greatest thing. <laughs> it's, that's a that's one of their best. The, the the that is one of their best sketches, and they've got some great sketches. 
Mm-hmm. Parrot <laughs> shop, cheese shop. Uh, cheese shop. Come on, classic. Cheese shop is. I mean, uh, the uh, oh, what's parrot? Dead yeah. parrot. Yeah, the yeah. parrot sketch. I think Ed Tyler mentioned that one. All right, man. We and we gotta stop because I'll go off of, right. on my on for forever. That's where we should have gone. Was the oh okay? I said we should stop because there was an article I saw retweeted today that talked about rabbits supplementing their diets with meat. And so, of course, I instantly think of Monty Python. Yeah, the, the Vorpal Rabbit. Yeah. 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 Uh. <laughs> Go on, balls. Chop its head off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. It's great. It's great. I would, anyway, I would much, rather be doing a, much rather be doing a Monty Python review show. So, uh. <laughs> One and a half out of ten, says Tyler. Lincoln, yeah. this, this can't be good. I'm going to give this one a 2 out of 10, which is like the first 10. time I've rated it more highly than Tyler out of the whole time we've done it. Cause, Very true. Very true. Um, I think I gave it, what, a 1 for the the uh, the Lizzo disaster right. of an episode. Um, I don't think I – because I didn't give it a 0 because I didn't watch it through. Um, maybe I did give it a 0 because I would have turned it off, though. I can't remember. Point is, it was definitely better than that. There was some stuff in this that wasn't hurtful to watch. Right. Uh, even though the stuff of Baby Yoda was. Uh, I'm going to give it a 2 out of 10. This show, I would rate it much more highly if it had been like episode 3. Because yeah. it felt like it actually progressed some stuff and moved some stuff along. But this is stuff that should have happened earlier in the season everything else has just been garbage filler and this was garbage plot so i don't know i'm just not i i'm so disheartened by everything like i can't possibly give it any better out of a two out of ten so there you go yeah it's uh it's very tough like like i said in uh previous episodes it's like i i want to like the show i want to i really do and I they just make it so fucking do. difficult to like the show it's like do more right. of what they did in season one and maybe like the first half of the first half of season two you know the if they had kept it like if they had kept it like they had the, for the first episode where it was going places catching catching bad bounties. guys or maybe not quite such bad guys and just going from bounty to bounty, having Mando encounter different challenges every week and having to MacGyver his way into new and creative solutions every week. You have something there. That's a, and you could have worked in it. Yeah. You could have worked in a Jedi subplot where maybe he finds yeah. a youngling and uh, Luke Skywalker shows up. But they've got, I think the problem is that they have film writers working the show. Yeah. They don't have TV writers working this. They don't understand how serialized TV is, is supposed to work. You haven't, because in serialized TV, the way it works best is when you have an episode where you have the main plot for the episode, yeah. and you'll have a couple scenes that will advance the subplot. And the subplot will go on throughout the season, and you'll have usually like an opener that involves the main plot, kind of a, the mid-season where it'll be an episode about the main plot, and then maybe the last one or two episodes will also be about the main plot. Yeah. But everything else has its own subplot, and the main stuff just kind of runs along. There's a lot of yeah. shows that do this really well. TV shows have figured out how to do that for years and years, but they yeah, don't see, have like, TV the first writers doing it. few this. seasons of Fringe. Yeah, first few seasons of Fringe. Uh, Burn Notice, Chuck, 
Yeah. I mean, the X Files. The X Files, uh, Monk. I mean, there's so many shows that are. Psych. I don't know. <laughs> Their psych is hit or miss, but I do I yeah. do like. Oh. Psych. It is hit or miss, but I do like psych. It's Corbin uh, Burnson. That's that's all I got to say. It's hit, hit, hit. Yeah. That's all that. <laughs> The, well, the Twin problem, Peaks episode, you, you uh, have a whole bunch on there. So, yeah. The, yeah. the point is, is that TV writers know how to write TV, and they don't have TV writers doing this. You, you no. gotta have, you, you gotta have it figured out. And whatever Disney's doing, they clearly don't have it figured out. Yeah, yeah. they suck. Yeah, just bring in the writers from Andor and just make them do it. You know. The, well, the problem is, right, is that I think the writers from Andor did their jobs to their specifications. Right. This one got one good season, right? <laughs> and then Kathleen Kennedy saw, oh, people like this. We better make sure that uh, people really like this because we got we got to merchandise it and we got to make sure it appeals to the mass audience. And we got, mass we audience, got little baby Grogu, Grogu dolls to sell. A whole bunch yeah. of stuffed animals. Yep. And it's just like nobody kills anything quicker than corporate Disney getting a hold of things. And by corporate Disney, I, of course, mean Kathleen Kennedy and her her uh story staff <sighs> yep everyone took the high hard one for this one so yeah pretty bad all right so now we are going to move on to season three episode eight the season finale called the return right there i knew everyone was gonna die everybody has to die we're gonna do a george rr R. martin every all of your favorite characters have got to go praying for him to die i Desperately wanted every single one of these motherfuckers to be dead by the end of the show. Especially so, the little green one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it opens up right, kind of right where uh, Bo-Katan uh, escapes. So she actually continues to impress as being a competent Mandalorian. Yes. And not, not saying much considering she's surrounded by assholes from yeah, Spaceballs. Yeah. And then we get this uh, nice little escape scene with uh, Din Djarin, why he's being captured. We have no idea. It doesn't make any kind of sense at all, but nope. we get uh, nope, John Wick. Not Wicks. only do they not capture him, they're like, hey, this guy who's just chewed through our men in the past and escaped uh, inescapable situations in the past. We should have every shekel in the base on this guy. Yeah. You know? They're like, nah, two guards will be fine. Don't worry two. about it. Two of our and, super some and some rope around his hands or feet or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so it was actually a pretty nice escape scene. Uh, some more John Wick shit that I like to yeah, see. It was fun. Uh, yeah. A couple of guys got stabbed really good with the vibra knife. So yeah, I like that bit of action. It's rare that we see good action. The action we saw in the last one was poor to okay. This bit wasn't too bad. I kind of liked it. Yep. Uh, we got Grogu well, coming in until, with the uh, up until baby Grogu coming in. I like yes, it. with the uh, with the IG twelve mech suit, which we all which, agree. I want to point out something at the end of the last episode. He was being shooed away by Bo-Katan. Yeah, how did he get his way there? Like, he ran. He ran. He figured out how to get that stupid droid to run. Yeah, but but how did he get there? The door that led that way was. Off listen, closed. listen. The whole show is a plot hole you can drive a mech truck through. So, yeah, it's a battle droid. He he was fine. He, <laughs> yeah, I guess he developed the new force ability of walking through walls. I, yes. I suppose. Well, you you, you do the uh, you do the uh, the the the, uh, the command console 
for the game and you just type in no clip <laughs> and then there yeah. you go you just run right through the map yeah yeah teleport character too <laughs> yeah and then put the coordinates yeah exactly uh and it seems like uh din Jaren did just that because uh he stole a jetpack because he needed one they took his we don't know where it went to but yeah i don't know how they're compatible but apparently the empire was like we'll just use exact same type of controls the mandalorians <laughs> use yeah. there's no possible situation in which that could ever come up as a problem yeah right. we're going to be fighting mandalorians but there's no way this could ever be reason to change things up to yeah have, a, a have culture like with the history of that. turning weapons against you and right. uh yeah. we're just not going to do it this time you, no, no, we're gonna USB C to USB C. We're gonna make sure yeah. it's all solved out of all solving uh, the line of dialogue as soon as it connected to a suit. Everyone would have been plug mad and play. about it, and it would have they would have been fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was plug and play. As soon as he hooked it up to the suit, it was like his little control panel on his wrist. It started working everything. Sure, fine, whatever. It's like it's like with the sailing ship after the last one. I was like, you know what? Just I don't actually it. want to hear the explanation because the explanation just, just go for will it. be worse. So just go with it. Yeah, he hooks it up and it works. We it's uh, Todd Howard's it. It just, it just works. <clears throat> so he escapes and he starts to move around or whatever, and yeah. Moth is able to see that it track him. Yeah. Did they do something? Was that the pack? Because right, there was two dots, right? They had two yeah, dots. They had so a red dot and a green dot because he has yeah. to denote Grogu as being green. All the time. Right. So, I, how how was he tracking him? I just assumed that it was from like the surveillance stuff that yeah. they would have there, because it would be natural for them to have some type of surveillance system. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. So that's not a plot hole. Okay. I don't yeah, think bet. that's a plot hole because you but, look. There's but, nothing else on the board, but those yeah, two like, dots. Even his own troopers aren't aren't noted on the map. You know, maybe it's got layers, and you can just turn them off. Oh, okay. But Fine. yeah, now now you're justifying all kinds of stuff. Yeah, again, <laughs> it's just like we'll just go with it. There's no. It's like that's where my imagination goes. He hit a button, and it's yeah. like, okay, who are the unauthorized people that aren't supposed to be here? I mean, technically, look, I, I should back up and say, look, with all the technology they have, if that's not possible, it's pathetic, right? right. So then, when I actually see them utilizing something you would expect, that's when I start to go, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, something's <laughs> off. You mean when the writers do something that actually makes sense? You're like, no, this yeah. couldn't be right. <laughs> this is preposterous. Uh, this yeah. is where I'm, I just, I got to get out of my own head. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we get, we go into the, uh, into the throne room and I had to make a joke about uh, the big board uh, from how I stopped worrying and learned to love the bomb. And, uh, <laughs> and we see Moff Gideon's like at his little control center. Uh, and then he does a violation of the evil overlord list. If anybody is aware of, you know, early internet culture, the evil overlord list, you can't say to your underlings, leave him to me. He's mine because yep. it always goes badly every time. And man, that's a that's a deep, uh, deep cut that uh, early overlord list. I remember that. Uh, that's because that was old when I was like. 15 when i first saw it yes. so that's a that's a deep cut right yes, there yes that that one actually started life as just a regular old text file <laughs> so yeah. but uh yeah kill every plucky teenager in the kingdom was one of them <laughs> yeah but yeah that was a definite violation leave him to me he's mine uh r5 to the rescue uh so we get r5 uh conquering his fear of heights but just barely Speaking of things that I hate, they brought in R5 again. I just, 
I'm sorry. I don't like R5. He served his purpose when he blew up and allowed Luke to buy R2. Yes, that was he it. Was done. He should have been done. Should have been done. I, I didn't mind what they used him for. It was actually a kind of a cool sequence, right? I mean, they used him for something that was reasonable. It's like yeah, it's a little bit of an homage have, to uh, A New Hope, where R two was you know doing the Scott Plank thing. Him in the story, you might as well use him, and this wasn't actually a terrible use of the character. But he's a he was a superfluous character, and you really could have. It's almost like the writers' room says, "Hey, remember R five is there." Yeah, that's exactly how it's like. And I'm like, no, don't remember that R5 is there. I do not care about R5. One of the Mandalorians got enough of his shit and kicked him off into a cliff. Yeah, that would have yeah. been a better ending for him. And I don't hate R5. I just I just don't need him in the Mandalorian. I, I don't want to see him. He could have stayed on Mos Eisley with, with Peli. Yeah. You know, ripping off Rodian ships and, and fixing them again. So Just use him as a little reference thing. You don't need to make him a real character. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, so then we cut to uh, X Woves uh, getting up to the uh, up to the light cruiser, and he's he's up there taking care of business. Tells everyone to get off and uh, go to the jump ships, and he'll take care of the light cruiser. So at first, I was a little confused, but then apparently these cruisers have auto turrets that can just fire whatever. I was like, well, that's fine, yeah, I guess. All I, of this computer technology and targeting computers, you would think it would just it have just, an auto fire. Yeah, and it's just like, wow, they actually used auto fire. That seems like something that, if it existed, would have been really handy in other movies and shows. Right. Seems like a little bit uh, inconsistent, but you know what? Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Just have it be there. <sighs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, I did kind of note that this episode was uh, a little bit better paced. Than the previous the pacing, episodes. I will say, much yeah. better yeah. in this episode. Yeah, definitely. Because we went from one action scene to one action scene to one action scene. It was, uh, it was. But I think good. part of the problem with the pacing in this show is that it might be the only episode where something actually happened. Yeah, there's <laughs> stuff of consequence was actually going on in this episode. Uh, so finally, Mando gets smart. He has R five open up the uh, the shields one at a time, so that the super troopers weren't ganging up on him. So I was like, oh, finally, intelligence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like I said, I, I that was I was in, except in, for one thing. There was intelligence, but there was a really before this, leading up to this, there was a preceding <laughs> another uh brain fart mentally challenged moment where he's like, I don't have any weapons. My guy, <laughs> you just fought three stormtroopers with vibro knives and guns. Yes. And you left all of their weapons? You didn't did think you? to pick up any of them? Pick the jetpack. What is, uh, hello. You pick up the jetpack, but nothing else. What is wrong with you? They're similarly right. equipped. I, I think you could have used something from their wrists as well, because they had like missiles just, and shit. I was so. I, I, it was unbelievable. Absolutely yeah. unbelievable that he wouldn't have carried any of the weapons that those guys had dropped. Oh, yeah. And they do kind of address it a little bit, because then one of the. Uh, in the hallway fight there, he throws the vibro knife at the guy. He falls down and he was like, couldn't get there in time enough to pull it out of him. They do, but that makes it worse. That makes yeah. the preceding mistake so much worse <laughs> that they would do like, oh man, I really needed that weapon. Yeah, you did really need Oops. that weapon. Wouldn't it have been nice if you had picked up the weapons from the last fight? 
And don't throw the vibro knife. I mean, you're right there. Just run up to the take a step. Oh, stab it. <laughs> step and stab. Yeah. I, so the uh, uh, the little mouse droids were back in this episode, and uh, all of a sudden became cops. They get little sirens yeah, and, and a light bar. <laughs> I didn't hate that. I, I honestly didn't. I actually kind of thought it was funny. Yeah, I did too. I I liked that. Oh, and I the hated. Gang it. of them come back, and it was just like. <laughs> I don't understand why there's a gang of them. Why didn't you come back with, I don't know, storm like a stormtrooper, you know, go yeah. away. <laughs> you would think that they would be able to notify, but maybe everyone was engrossed in fighting. Yeah, so I guess they, everybody yeah. else was doing other stuff would be yeah. the way you would explain it away. But still, it seems, I, like, which seems like you could right. have had like, I don't know, like uh, mm-hmm. a, a techie or something like that. Just like one of the regular like staff yeah. members of the facility coming up be like, Good day, sir. What is the problem, Mr. Mousetroid? Let me see here what is going on. And Why is there an astromech scump linking into my computer system? Yeah, and then you could have R5 shock him, and it could have been like a funny moment. Yeah. Like, you could have done something there. Could have. Missed opportunity, like yeah. everything else with this show. But instead, they're like, oh my gosh, mouse droids? They're so cute. What if we make, like, little RC ones that we could merchandise? Let's use those. <laughs> With the stupid little red light bars on them yeah. and sirens. Uh, so, Din Jaren and uh, Grogu make their way through the uh, the cloning facility, and it, uh, you know, big shock and surprise, they're Gideon clones. Yeah, nobody was surprised about that. He did <laughs> say that it was going to be him inside of them. Yeah. But uh, big shock and surprise that a guy like this would have an ego problem. I can't imagine. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this this ties in the the spy episode that we had, right? Where the yes. the okay, so that's what he was doing. But why would anyway? We don't have to go there. There's well, it ties in all the way back. It ties in back to season one, right? Yeah, yeah. it's the reason why he kidnapped Grogu in the first place. He kidnapped Grogu yeah. to get the Force ability from him, and he got because that was the whole monologue he gave in the last episode. He's like, "Well, to get the Force ability from the Jedi." And the best scar from the Mandalorians, and the cloning capacity from the Kaminoans, and we're gonna combine all these things into make one super version that's gonna control the galaxy. Yes, of course. But uh, then we get the jetpack battle. Everybody on jetpacks. Everybody into I, the I'm air. I'm not gonna lie. Pretty it was fun. great. I like it. Was great. Let me let me back up here. So he destroys all. I assume yes, he, blow, all he the blows explore. them up. Yeah. yeah. But and he does it just from the console. So the console has like a explode in a sequential order down the line button. Don't right. Worry right? Yeah. I'm just. I'm, Don't worry about it. You're making it. This something. Isn't, this isn't a not, movie. This is a poorly written video game. Have you not noticed okay. how all the quests are like? You go fetch quests to fetch quests to sort of main quest. Yeah. It, it's all it, this is a video game this isn't really an actual show that has to make sense this is right this is one would also think in that Mario console game. would have been all of the evidence that you would have need if you if you had to capture this guy you know yeah. <laughs> well, it's like by the way here's evidence of his crimes this is what he was doing right yeah. okay go ahead well i mean Sorry. it's not like it, i don't think it, it like it didn't like uh disintegrate the corpses i'm sure the corpses are still the corpses of those clones would be still there so there's still be yeah. plenty of evidence yeah what yeah could be could be uh-huh. of course they did crash a starship into it at the end of the episode so now <laughs> exactly. there is no evidence because it's buried under yeah. like tons of rock yeah someone to... survived something survived oh. somehow 
Someone survived. I, I even asked that question at the very end. Uh, oh, so we sorry. get the jetpack battle. Uh, there's some John Wick shit going on in the air, which was actually kind of nice. Uh, and then it cuts it. abruptly back to uh, villain monologuing again, uh, where we did get confirmation liked, that he was going to get the force. Better. Yeah. The, the monologue from the last show, I liked it better than this one. Yeah, this one was just kind of ham-fisted. Yeah. It felt, again, it felt like another one of those things written by an AI. That's what yep. it felt like. There's a yep. lot of that in this show. And every episode of the show I continue to watch, I genuinely think that these are, they're just... They're throwing ideas into ChatGPT, and ChatGPT is what's creating these. You, you, you did skip over the the little farm that they had built, and they talked about uh, uh, the, yes. he, the hero yeah. talk yeah, the, or whatever. The seeds, they just started germinating out here if you just leave them but, alone. Yeah. I don't know why that was there, but it kind of like... I was like, work. okay, great. You guys are going to have a food source when you actually do take it's over like, this Life plant. finds a way. Okay, great. Like, right, uh, very uh, exciting. Uh, life uh, uh, finds a way. Finds a way. Um... Yeah, that's where we need our Jeff Goldblum cameo. Exactly, just a gold bloom it up. You know. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> that would have improved this episode. Gold blooming it up would have. Oh, it's never drastically not an improvement. Is that a hundred points? I just didn't understand why they had time to sit there and bask in this little uh, yeah enclave of of ni- nature when Everyone shit was going their, down. Their canteens, I guess. Got to get. Uh, well, because it's like something's going down. They're like. <laughs> We're gonna rest here, and then it, this is the one instance where the pacing isn't good in this episode. Yeah, where it's like, yes, we're gonna rest here for a little while, and then immediately they get the crackle on the radio. It's like the reinforcements are coming in, yeah. and then uh, they're like, oh, okay, I guess we actually aren't gonna rest here. We're gonna go out and do whatever. Right. So I'm just like, so why did you come here and have this whole little dialogue about the plants in the first place? Right. You know, when you were just about ready to get onto the ice pirate ship. So, yeah, I would have been a good time to bring up. Oh, by the way, we found that there's plants growing in these caves. So we got food covered. Yeah. But no, we had to get the scene. Uh, Praetorian guards uh, going around. Better last episode. The the whole plants thing. You could have taken them there, showed them that. Yeah, that was that would have worked much better. Yeah. Or just even told him about it, I guess. But uh, nope, we, we don't get that. Uh, Praetorian guards uh, coming in to effect again. Uh, just to mess up Din Djarin's day. And uh, he wasn't as easy to defeat as Paz Vishla. So I guess there it, it pays not being six foot eight or whatever. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah, they're so bad at their jobs. Like their job is to yep. go fight people. They did I guess one... their real job is to stand around and look scary, and they're look probably good at that job. Yeah, and, but they're not actually scary, and that's a the problem. They're like, yeah. they've but got they these did weapons that are apparently one, completely One good thing, they destroyed that stupid IG twelve mech suit. Thank goodness, yeah. But then it got that. immediately they can't, they can't, they can't kill a small child. However, no, like no, the, the little like the small child did problem. it. Yeah, and then he force jumps. He's a small child with the, with the force. He yeah. does do some hoppy stuff. And they did too much hoppy stuff. It's like by the third hop, I'm like, okay, I get it. I yeah, understand the video game mechanic. He's he's Mario. It's, yeah, it's he's fine. he's platforming. I half expected Yakety Sex to to start playing at any moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the Benny Hill theme, like while these guys are running around. Yeah. Yeah. Look look up the skirt of uh, Grogu. Hey yo. <laughs> <laughs> Grogu's got a uh, lingerie on underneath. That'd be kind of gross, actually. I love that'd be a little green legs. Yeah, right. 
he's his child. Don't talk about him like that. He's only 50 years old. Jeez. Yeah, he's 50-something years old. But, uh, you can have him meet the Dalai Lama, and he can suck his tongue, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> too soon to, to mention it? No, that's perfect. Uh, I just, I, I'm just disappointed I hadn't thought of it. Uh, that's a good one. Man, that's a yeah, so uh, all, of the, all of the elites are pedophiles. Even the who can, if you can't trust the Dalai Lama, who can you trust? That's exactly, what I'm saying. exactly. Uh, so X Wolves decides he's going to go kamikaze. He's uh, coming in hot, literally on fire. And he's. Gonna I legitimately thought that they were going to have him crash and die. Yeah, I thought so too. And but then, then he breaks the window and flies out. And it's just like holy smokes. They realized the Mandalorians have the capability to to shoot rockets and fly. The fact that the writers remembered this yes. right. is a testament to the fact that somebody on the staff is not completely incompetent. Whoever that guy was who wrote that little bit, have him write the whole thing. Yeah, just everything. Have, give him everything else. Well, Pay there him actually double. is one guy on the staff who wrote on... Um, uh, the Andor show. And I'm just like, why haven't you just given everything over to him? If he yeah. was writing on Andor, it's like, I wonder how he got onto this staff. Did he, was he like working on Andor one day? Maybe he was, like was really, really bad. He might've been really bad on Andor and they just ignored all his stuff and then put him onto this. <laughs> and because and like, he was like the worst on Andor, he was automatically the best. Right. On <laughs> show. It's like, Oh, you wrote Andor. Oh, come on. Come on. Help <laughs> us. He's like, um, I just drank coffee and smoked cigarettes, but okay. Yeah. Do you need me to like punch up the script? I can put like a yes and a no <laughs> button in an IG mech unit. <laughs> punch up. Yeah, it's like it's uh, okay. At this rate, he'll be directing the mess the next Avengers movie. Yes, of course, always. Uh, maybe he had a job on Miss Mar on the Marvels. Oh man. Okay, <laughs> have you have you guys seen the uh uh? Women? So yes, poster I've, for that, I've, the poster for that? Yes, I've like, seen the poster. It's terrible. You guys notice what that looks like? Because once you see I it, you can't it. unsee it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks a bit like a woman's... Well, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, when you see it... Because there's, you know, the one hole and there's another... You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Look at I, it for yourself and you'll... Yeah, yeah, I... I viewed it and I was like, "Did they? No, they, they did. No, no, right? <laughs> they, they well, Disney do. does have a history of doing that kind of thing. Yeah, that little the penis on like the Little Mermaid and some other stuff. <laughs> so like you're uh, exactly, and it is run by Disney, which constantly does this type of stuff. You know, good little teenagers take off your clothes. Yeah, we've, there's never been any cases of sexual misconduct or otherwise <laughs> treating minors in any. Um, unsavory way whatsoever in the history of Disney. Yes, this never happened, not even once. Uh, so then we get the uh, the fight scene of all fight scenes with uh, Moff Gideon going up against Bo-Katan Kreese and the Darksaber. And lo and behold, he grabs her hand and crushes the Darksaber. Now it's no more. Because he, I guess he's got like Iron Man armor because they got like little sounds going on. There's yeah. no visible servos to indicate that there's yeah that, that's going on it's just, iron man stuff happening but they have the sound cues to say that there's iron man armor which also brings up the, the second thing is like if you've got the capacity for iron man armor you should have gave why it isn't all your guys armor, iron yeah. man armor? <laughs> but but let's back up this whole time he's wanted the 
dark saber, right? Yes. So he's just going <laughs> to crush it. Oh, if I can't it, have it, it, nobody can. It's in your hands. How about you just take it, take and, it. and like beat it, beat her senses, cut her up. I, <laughs> Yeah, no, no, you make a very valid point. I thought the exact same thing. It's like, wait, you just smashed this thing that you've spent all this time worrying over? Fine. This this is evident a woman wrote this because that is exactly how they, when you're in a fight, they take your <laughs> phone or their phone that you buy for them, my wife in the room, <laughs> and they throw it. And I'm like, no, you don't fucking destroy those phones. <laughs> Anything else. It doesn't you, make yeah, sense. That's right. You got to. This is why men there, make much more there's sense. There's a heavy we do crystal like punch ashtray. Throw that. That makes so much more sense. And like then I break... fix the wall. Yeah. Exactly. Because I know how to drywall. Because you know what you do. A little bit of drywall repair can pay, what, max yeah. 50 bucks? Get the new replacement, oh. depending on how much damage you do. It, it's so easy. I, I just like digging these walls gonna, all the time. How many hundred, hundreds of dollars is it going to get to be a new phone? Or gotta, a new dark saber. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is why you bust up your old Xbox controller when you're angry at your game. You don't bust up your new one. That's you right. You throw the old one. Yeah. Or you grab the dark saber from her and you crush yours, and then you yeah. like fucking lop her neck off, her head off. Yeah, you could have done. Is what, this is what the, guys understand how to destroy stuff because guys, yes. I feel like we destroy stuff more often than women do. The, so destruction like, for us is instinctual. We come out of the womb <laughs> knowing how yeah. to rip shit apart. So. Yeah, <laughs> and how important gadgets are. I mean, yeah. maybe when you're grabbing her, you grab her wrist and you just rip her wrist. Yeah, off. you just break her wrist, and then you have her hand is still holding the dark saber, and you cut her head off and with her own hand holding it. Catch it while it's falling, and then die. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what happened there, and if this thing is so like amazing, how it was so easily crushed too, it just blew my mind. Yeah. I don't know. These are all great questions. None of them answered. Thank you. Um, yeah. And so uh, then it, apparently it takes uh, three to defeat Moff Gideon because uh, Grogu joins in. Yeah, Din Djarin joins in. I also in. want to say, just going back to like this whole fight scene, just as an overall analysis of it, it's another indication of how little Disney Star Wars understands how fight <laughs> scenes work. Yeah, uh, I think the best fight scenes are in the original trilogy that they understand the most how a fight scene is supposed to play out. Uh, the prequel trilogy gets kind of like over the top with it. Yeah, but I think the whole point of going over the top is that Lucas is trying to present the idea that Jedi are just literally on a completely other level from normal humans, which is why it looks like it's quote unquote fake. Because yeah. like, no, that's part of the way it's all flourishy and, and wild and crazy and stuff yeah. going all over the place. It's like even when you read the lore, there's like several different forms of lightsaber. Duels. Exactly. The, the so. whole point of it is that's the way you visually communicate to the audience that the Jedi are not normal humans because they don't fight like normal humans do. But mm. even in this, they don't fight like normal humans would fight, but they don't fight like normal humans would fight. Not because they're Jedi and you're trying to present it in a way that's superhuman. Like, the prequels do where yeah. like you have in the Darth Maul fight or in the, the Obi-Wan versus Anakin fight and, or the, you know, Yoda versus um, Count Dooku fight. Um, here, everybody just fights like they're a freaking idiot where yeah. Bo-Katan's winding up for like these baseball swing hits. It's not how you fight with a sword. No. It's not how you would fight with a staff. Uh, and it's not quite as bad as is in the sequel trilogies where people are literally just swinging at the air or standing around when they should be doing something 
But yeah. Disney just has no idea how to do simulated combat. It's like you guys have to get better stunt coordinators on your yeah. teams. Like, I don't know what's going on here. You're it's really not like we've done action stuff since the 1970s. You know, it's yeah. And you mentioned John Wick. John Wick is a great example of specifically John Wick one. I think John Wick's two, three. I haven't seen the fourth one, but yeah. The, the newer John Wick stuff gets more into action fantasy, whereas the first one is very, very much more grounded. Yeah. Uh, I think the action in John Wick 1 is a great example of how you can make snappy, clean action look really good, but also be realistic in the way that it's yeah. done. And also having a good editor working on those scenes, too. Yeah, kind of absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's crucial. Yeah. And it also requires your either your actors or your stunt double doubles being skillful at yeah. the jobs they're doing like you look back to the prequels for the and also another shout day. out to tate fletcher who uh, died very quickly in that uh, in john week one <laughs> yeah uh but you look at the prequels where where um you and mcgregor and Hayden christensen and all the others spent hours training yeah. sequences with an actual fence uh fencing instructor with yeah. instructors you should be you should be doing that. Like that's a, that's the standard that's been set and you should, Disney should be meeting that standard. They're just not yeah. willing to meet that standard. Yep. I'm getting bored with long and lengthy fight scenes. I prefer more reality where some yeah. guy comes in and they're just like, it's the old uh, Indiana Jones, you know, guys waving around and he just shoots him with the gun. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I, I, I don't get bored when I watch episode one in the Darth Maul fight scene, there's other problems with the prequels. Yeah. But the fight scenes are not the problems I have with the prequels. The the fight scenes are usually the best parts of the of the prequels. It's all the, By the way, stuff in between. It could just be my age and how I'm growing. And that's why I loved the uh, Andor so much because they didn't re rely on that kind of stuff to get you to yeah. the end. It was a yeah. story and I'm old. I need like my attention is different. Yeah, I get too many flashy I, I things. I start to have epileptic I, seizures. I do want to add though that the fight scenes and like the, the the original trilogy they make sense. Like they have yeah. an absolute yeah, yeah. progression to them. The the fight scenes here they don't have any type of progression to them. It's just people doing moves because the 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 staff that determines the action scene just says insert action scene here. Kind of do whatever. There's no yeah. story to the action. I, I don't know if you guys are – I've yeah, brought up guy, wrestling before, but I don't know if – for the people who are familiar with wrestling, every wrestling match is supposed to have a story where it starts right. off with one guy ahead, and sometimes the story is he's ahead the whole time, and he just can't put the other guy away. Or sometimes it's that one person starts with the other dog, underdog, and they have a comeback. There's no story in the Disney Star Wars action scenes. There is story <laughs> – in let's take episode uh, five, uh, you know, the Empire Strikes Back, when Luke and Darth Vader are fighting. There's so much story in the action scene where Darth Vader and Luke are fighting together, where it starts off with Darth Vader not taking Luke seriously, but yeah. Luke employing all the training that he's learned from Yoda, right? Yeah, it kind of forces Vader and, to get a little bit creative in that fight scene by yeah, throwing boxes at him. Yeah, it forces Vader to into the point where what's the next main phase where they they meet each other again in the heart of the Cloud City facility where Vader's like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother lightsaber fighting you. I'm just going to 
show you how powerful I am with the force. And he throws all the stuff at him and knocks him out of the window. And then you get to the third phase. There's multiple phases. You don't get that in the Disney scenes. There's a whole third phase to that scene where it's him getting emotional and preying on Luke's emotions and then using his skill to dominate Luke, take his hand off and crush Luke's soul in the process. And that's where you get the line of, no, Luke, I am your father. Right. And that's all built up through the fight scene that they go through. Yeah, and this was just, they like got like a uh, choreography from a bar fight, you know, it's like. Yeah. This looks like something that came out of like a 1940s Western that's in black and white. This doesn't look like something that comes out of a modern film. Yeah. Could have been done much better. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough of my little rant about fight scene yeah. storytelling. But... So Grogu finally uh, pushes Moff Gideon off into the flame after the. Uh... The light cruiser crashes into the base. Uh, then I had to ask the question, is he dead or was that just a clone? Because yeah. at this point we have to ask because we got clones. <laughs> yeah, you'll get, wow. don't worry, we'll get, we'll get uh, in next season somehow Moff Gideon will return. <laughs> of course. As the new dreaded pirate king Gorian. Because they didn't see him, they didn't see him die. Yeah, they just yeah. saw him going into the flame. And that he's in Beskar armor and we basically, that stuff is basically indestructible, so. Yeah. Did he have his helmet on? He did, yeah. Yeah, he had his helmet on, so... There you uh, go. And Bo doesn't have her helmet on for some... Well... well yeah, Moff Gideon took it off. Yeah, Moff Gideon yeah, took but... it off. But she didn't go retrieve it and put it back on. She could have retrieved it at any point. Like, yeah. I don't know. But we had to see Katie Sackhoff's face. So... Yeah. Contractually uh, obligated. Yes. Grogu, uh, a, lot of, say... a lot of these actors have contractual obligations for them having their helmet off. Yeah. So uh, Grogu ends up saving the day, puts a force bubble around him in the shape of his uh, of his pram. I don't know. And by the way, let's go it. back to to when he took her. He took her. He crushed the saber. He took her helmet off, right. and she's exposed. And he has you know whatever weapon he has there. And instead of just once again just putting it right through her. her eyes, he hits her in the Baskar metal plate in her chest and knocks her back. Right in the boot plate. Because he wants, well, maybe he's like, oh, it's a woman. Hey, boot plates I, are good. I am a big <laughs> fan of boot plates. I don't don't knock boot plates. I no, I, I'm not. I'm not knocking it, but I just it, no. It, I'm talking it, to Eric. I'm not the yeah, yeah. not you, Tyler. I'm, I'm talking to Eric. Oh, right I love the I love boot, the boot plates too. Boot it's plates just... are great, and there is nothing is better than a, a lot of boobs served on a plate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry to to not, I just I'm remembering shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, so remembering very reasonable stuff because there's a lot of stuff that a not six year old would look at and say, "Hmm, this doesn't seem right." Yeah, yeah thank you. So this episode <laughs> kind of uh, has that problem where it does the Return of the King endings, where there's like six different endings to the uh, to the episode. Right, there's a few. And uh, I was like, "Okay, cool. We're gonna get a mass baptism." In the in the waters in the mines of Mandalore. Nope. Turns out it's just a. They couldn't thin it. They they there was no alligator turtle to interrupt their ceremony. So it's just the same ceremony they had in episode one. I'm yeah. just like, I hated that so much. It was just like, <laughs> why? I don't want to remember the alligator turtle scene. Yeah. It was awful. 
don't remind me of that. It's very right. bad. Yep. So uh, Din Jaren comes in, sets little Grogu down on the steps. And of course, the armor is like, um, this is a baby and he can't speak for himself. Which is a very reasonable point. So shockingly, <laughs> right. a reasonable it's point. It's like, I know he's capable of doing great things. However, all we get from him is, duh, uh, yeah. I, but, but whoa, whoa, whoa. I, yes. How does she know? The problem is, one, it's not a Mandalorian, right? It's a, it's a Grogu. Yeah, he's, he's a family. How did anyone can be a Mandalorian? Anybody okay. can. Yeah. Okay, that's, that, thank you family. for the clarification. Yeah. Okay, so, but she's almost discriminatory because what if he can't speak English? I, or, you know, we don't know what language what is. What if he's mute? Yeah, what yeah if he's mute? right. Clearly, well, clearly only certain disabilities will stop you because they, like, like anybody. We've already with, established like, Din Djarin should be just going Din is, is, like, accepted into the clan, right? Yeah. So anybody with 45 right. bags. Well, you said clan. Um, That's spelled so, with a K. Oh. I don't know. I think Grogu fits that, yeah. that bill pretty well. I don't know why you wouldn't accept him as a full fledged. Just don't excuse the whole fouling process. He's speak. about as smart as everybody else. <laughs> can't speak to take the creed. Yeah, you just got to. Well, all you have to speak. learn to say is this is the way. If he could just learn to say this is the way, I think he's sure. fully in. The way this is. That's how you'd have to do it because he's a. He's a <laughs> the way this is. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, nope, wrong sequence. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a. Uh, it's pretty funny, and we get the uh, the little uh, little adopted dad, Din Jaren, and now it's Din Grogu, which we made a bad name even worse somehow. Yep, I can't believe they said Grogu. Who? Yeah, did they focus test that at all? Yeah, it just it sounds like baby noises basically. <laughs> yep, and then uh, we get one last shot of the mythosaur underwater opening up his eyes. As that should have been the end. That's the end. That should have been the end of the of of the entire thing. But nope. No, they should have had it where it came out of the water and ate all of them. <laughs> that would have been better. I I never mind. Tyler's idea is much better. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm about killing them all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if the mythosaur would have came out of the water and would have been voiced by a dead Jackie Mason, that would have been awesome. <laughs> I thought, I think you could have just brought James Earl Jones back for a minute and, and just, <laughs> just for had something. him say, I don't know, anything just for shits and giggles. Yep. And, uh, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So then we get everybody uh, is happy and enjoying the uh, the Great Forge has been relit for Mandalore. And we get, yeah, we get we get our new phrase for our Mandalore. For Mandalore. That's all this show is, is refrains. You go from refrain to refrain. You get yeah. a sliver of story, then you get a refrain. A sliver of story, then you get a refrain. That's all this show is. It sucks. Yeah. Stop it. And then on to our next ending, where we go to the Adelphi Squadron's uh, bar. Uh, the Keen Eye Observer. This really sucked. This was so bad. I I couldn't stand Even this with scene. Dave Filoni sitting in the back? Yes. Even with Dave Filoni sitting in the back. All right. All right. Uh, you know, no, he was his character from... Um, the Avengers, I'd be fine with it. Just have like a random cameo from a different universe entirely. That would have been more. Well, he's he's that. already done the the cameo in the second season. He was one of the X wing pilots, so yeah. it makes sense why he's there. But I was just like, oh, I recognize just, that cowboy I hat. Just don't want anything. Leave Filoni to do the animated stuff. Leave yes. him to do yes. um, the animated stuff because Kathleen Kennedy doesn't pay too much attention to that. So we yeah. can kind of do whatever. And it's not bad. I've been watching 
And no Zeb. Yeah, no Zeb, which no is Zeb. fine because you can't ruin him if you have him on screen for more than two seconds like right. in, in the last time we saw him. Just honestly, at this point, I just don't want them to make stuff because they, they're so <laughs> like, bad at making stop. stuff. I stop. want them to stop. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Grogu notices that they have an assassin droid uh, head sitting up there uh, with their trophies. And of course he wants, oh, it reminds him somebody of that he knows. Yeah. Which of course he brings back to Navarro and apparently they have fixed IG 11 and now he's the town marshal. Yeah. I want to say though, like this is another example. Like if you listen to the scene, it's another example of just the AI generated dialogue. It's so yeah. generic and bland and boring. Yeah. It's like it's at this point like... I didn't care. It's just like it was so bad and nothing. It's just like, just move on. Yep. Just let's leave it where it was. You know, the mythosaur opening his eyes would have been the perfect ending to all of this. Yeah. Uh, but then I had to write down a joke reference to the great and wonderful Blazing Saddles, a droid sheriff. <laughs> nice. <laughs> drop uh, it or, or the droid gets it yeah, exactly um so, okay so i've got a little funny anecdote um i had so i was at the where are all the I carbon-based was, life forms i at? went to i went to the bar last night um <laughs> usually dart night i usually play darts on tuesdays and so i went to the bar last night went to play some darts i've got a friend there black people guy. still play darts we do yeah I, outside I was of dart- england I was on I was on a dart team up until what? a couple weeks ago. When you said dark or dart? Dart. dart. D-A-R-T. D-A-R-T. Oh, I you have a dart yeah. friend, okay. uh, who's there, and he was an alternate on the team with me. Does he see in uh, Camp Town races? I don't know. No. <laughs> Swing low. Sorry, I'm still no. on Blazing Saddles. <laughs> uh, no, so I was there. We were playing playing darts with my buddy. We didn't. The team broke up, but he and I will still show up on Tuesdays, and a lot of times we'll play darts together. Darts are so popular, they have an alternate position that's Just hanging out. Well, not anymore. Clearly, it's not popular (laughs) enough because our team broke up. Uh, It's because the two, the white guy and the the Mexican guy couldn't make it. The other white guy and the Mexican guy couldn't make it. So just me and the white guy. Two with jobs. Yes, people with jobs, literally. Uh, So we played some darts. We're hanging out. And so we went up to the bar after we're done playing, and this older white guy was there. And for some reason, he was been he had more than a few and he was <laughs> he started talking about blazing cycles at uh, blazing cycles placing saddles and he just started dropping the n-word because he was using placing saddles as an excuse to say the n-word to a black man i was just quoting i was just and quoting. he just like he had been <laughs> waiting to do that and it's just like yeah yep just do your thing man just just use the n-word in all crowded it wasn't super crowded, but there were yeah. other people in the bar. Just say it la- With, loud Within earshot of other people, yeah. Straight, not only in the earshot of other people, straight to the face of an actual black dude. And and my, my friend, the black dude, he's just like, got that eyebrow raised. Like, <laughs> it's like, I don't remember giving you the pass. It's like, are you it, serious right now, brother? You know, and and then you're like, I, I've look. got some rap lyrics I could throw at you, too. <laughs> It's very funny. Like for me as a bystander, it was very, very funny watching this dude who clearly did not have a pass just throw it out there. It's like, no, I'll just quote the movie. It's fine. Yeah, like, I'm just it's quoting. It's funny. not me. I didn't say it. It was what the writers wrote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
And it's just like, I'm pretty sure that it's actually not in this particular context, my guy. <laughs> ah, stupid human stuff. Uh, kind of uh, like this ending where fun. we get uh, Mando sitting on the porch of his little shack and Grogu uh, messing with a frog. And we get the little spotlight ending like it's the 1930s. Like it's a 30s Disney cartoon is what it felt it's like. like it should be it's- Donald Duck. Not Grogu. It's like, I know Star Wars is famous for, like, its transition wipes from one scene to another, and they're kind of like, you know, We've it goes across the screen. Wipe. That's not a wipe. Yeah, that but Star that's Wars not one had. that we use. It's the, the spotlight ending. So dumb. I even I even have it written down here. Stupid fucking ending. <laughs> Incredibly stupid. I hope they never do another episode of this show ever. It's <laughs> awful. So bad. So bad. And I'm, I legitimately am sad that no one... That, that not even that and no one I wanted all of them to be dead <laughs> and they're not no they, they live on for another day <sighs> part of this yeah anyway I, I, I'm totally with you if, if they could have all died like when the ship hit and something happened and it just all destroys them that would have been the best ending possible I would have get it a 10 out of 10 yeah <laughs> it's like finally this is stupid it's like I, I was maybe just like maybe a little bit excited for the Ahsoka series, but now after seeing all this, oh, oh, no, I, I could have liked the Ahsoka series. I just <laughs> at this point, it's clear that Disney is not using this as an opportunity to correct uh, the mistakes they made in the sequel trilogy. Key, key jangling cash grab. They're they're just exactly that's exactly what they're, they're keep jangling the keys. They're going to reference things that you used to like. Right. So that you will be we'll somewhat keep pulling stuff out of the out of the legends, you know, and then yeah. they will pull they will put no effort into making it actually good. And that's that's a methodology that they started with with the Force Awakens. And that's the method that they're going to continue with for until people stop watching it. Like imagine think about where Star Wars is as a franchise, because Star Wars was at one point the biggest franchise in the world and they've reduced it to serialized quote-unquote television right on a streaming service there are no new star wars movies coming out despite the fact they've announced several in the the years after the sequel trilogy ended they've announced several but none of them have, have even started production yeah and You've reduced basically Star Wars has reduced itself to a cut rate TV series from the biggest movie franchise in existence. Right. That's it's it basically turned into like Disney's bad Muppet show. Yeah. It's like She Hulk. (laughs) They don't get me started. Whoever is Kathleen Kennedy should be fired. The fact that she has a job. Really, only serves to show that she knows where the where the bodies are buried. Oh yeah, because there's no other reason why she should have a job. Caught George so bad in a closet with a production assistant with his hands down her pants. Has to be. uh, It's it's something you know, and they love to throw out the thing where it's like, oh, you're racist or you're sexist for not liking all of this. No, of course they they love that. It's it's just just that it's it's just badly written, badly acted. Yeah, we we just. We're Star Wars fans. We liked Princess Leia. We liked Padme. <laughs> we we have no problem with strong female characters. We love Lando. 
Right. We've got no problem with diverse characters as Star Wars fans. It's like, we didn't have no the problem with it until with you told us we had a problem with it. And then we're like, yeah. no. <laughs> we have no problems with anybody because of race, gender, whatever reason you want to attribute to us. Right. We don't like it because there's a certain standard that we expect from Star Wars. And you're not meeting that standard. Or exceeding it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so bad that the three of us thought that Bo-Katan was the strongest and the smartest in this series. Yeah. Or in this 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 season. And all that's she did that's was how bad it was. That's how bad it was. Average human intelligence. That's right. The, that's... And, and from a woman, too. <laughs> yeah, if we're alleged if we're allegedly sexist, we shouldn't be praising her for her having more intelligence than all the other men in the show. Right. Right. Yeah, JC in the uh, chat says he's seen nothing, or she, I don't know, JC, uh, nothing yeah. but hate for season three. Um, okay, so yeah. Yeah, very, very true. It's, uh, we've highlighted some of the good aspects of it. Like you know, it's the few and far between that has happened. There is the nugget of a good show buried deeply within this, but you yeah. have to go all the way back to season one to the very early episodes of it in order to find the good in this show because yeah. season one was pretty good like there was good stuff in there there's it had its problems but there were some pretty decent stuff like that was genuinely entertaining that i really liked and you get to season two and it's just like yeah well, there's some decent like, stuff but it's not yeah, the first couple good. episodes were you know pretty yeah. okay and by the time you get to season three it's just like what happened how did we get here and you look at it and just like, oh, well, Kathleen Kennedy and her writing staff is how we got here. Because the same people that gave us The Last Jedi and um, The Rise right. of Skywalker are the yeah. people who are giving us Mando season three. Yeah, I'm just I'm going to rate this one right now. Uh, four out of ten <laughs> bad endings because um, I counted four, four endings, I think, on this one. Uh, and then I want to rate the the season overall too. When when you guys are all done with the episode, yeah. Uh, so the season finale, I'm I'm going to give a two and a half out of five. Uh, they did a whole bunch of things that were kind of okay, but at the end of the day, it was just just not good. Uh, Should have left it off with the mythosaur opening its eyes, and that would have been it. But nope, yeah. can't do it. Yeah, I think I'm going to give this one a uh, a three out of ten. I liked it better than the last one. Yeah. Uh, mostly yeah. because the jetpack fight scene was actually entertaining. Yeah. But that was genuinely fun to watch. There's a lot of stuff in this that wasn't fun to watch, but that part, yeah, I that, did like that it. Part, that part rocked. Um, it was pretty cool. So three out of 10, it's not good. Like we're yeah. talking three points out of 10 that I'm giving this. And for the total, the whole of the show, I think I've got to give it like, I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of 10. Uh, for the whole show, there were, if you want to watch like a YouTube highlight reel of the cool parts, that's about what I can recommend. But if you're asking what show should I be watching, this is not <laughs> one that I could in good conscience. Yeah, you recommend. could have easily skipped it. Because basically for this show, if you want to watch this show, what I would tell people to do is watch episode one just to get yourself caught up to speed on what's going on. Right. And then watch the last two episodes and then you're caught up. Yeah. Literally that's all you would Everything have else was just kind of there. Yeah. It was just kind of there. Uh you could probably just have gone on to the Wiki, Wikipedia page just for the 
If you wanted to see one that was actually yeah. halfway decent, you could watch the uh, um, the one with the doctor and the spy. Um, what's his name? Can't think of the doctor. Doctor Pershing. Yeah. Pershing. I knew it was uh, episode three. I wanted to see Prelling, but I knew it wasn't Prelling. No. Pershing. <laughs> um, uh, that was the only episode that I thought was somewhat decent in the writing, uh, but yeah. everything else was just bad in yeah. terms of writing. Just not good. Overall, I think the season, uh, yeah, it was probably right around a two out of five. It just wasn't enough effort put in. Yeah. Clearly. Could have been way better. Missed, missed opportunity. Yeah, it's got very much like um, Rise of the Skywalker, Last Jedi Syndrome all over it, where they just, I, they had nothing. And so they just kind of jammed it with whatever the AI put together. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think about a three- Three out of ten. Uh, the Convert, episode three. Now that I look back on it, that's the one I, I think I enjoyed the most. It was even though at the time you're like, what is going? Why is this even here? And it really only related to just the the few seconds in the in the final episode. But yet, you know, once again, when they when they told a story, when they focused on a story rather than the action, they came out with something, uh, you know, good. I mean, the Doctor was like. You know, that was kind of emotion and uh, I don't know. Yeah. There was something was there. Like there were problems yeah. with it and we pointed of out course. those problems. But yeah. there was actually something there. There was a story told. They yeah. started off at a point and then they ended at another point. And in most of the other episodes, they they ended at the same point they started off on. Yeah. Like there was, I don't know. No new ground was uh, was broken on this one. So JC says, did you talk about the spies who they were supposed to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. The uh, the rain slick streets of uh, back alley Coruscant. Yeah. But yeah, it's like uh, I hope there's not another season of the Mandalorian. Hopefully, he just uh, retires on onto his little porch. Um, <laughs> there's they don't gonna be a moth. I think that um, Pedro Pascal is done with the show, and I can't blame him for it. He's oh, yeah. got bigger and better stuff to move on to because, quite frankly, this show is uh, a trash fire. Yeah. Uh, and he shouldn't be associating himself with it because I think he – I'm not going to say he's a great actor, but he's a good enough actor, and the stuff that he's been in, he – is way better, like The Last of Us. He's way better in those things. So he should go on to better stuff that – that shows yeah. talent better. Same things can be said for every other actor. I already mentioned Carl, Carl Weathers, but Katie Sackhoff is right. much better in basically everything else she's been in because in other things, the actors are given material to work with. Right. They're Even given, Giancarlo Esposito, who played Moff Gideon. Yes, he's fantastic great. guy. He's, yeah. he's a fantastic actor. Uh, I mean, yeah. out of everybody here, he might have the most raw acting talent and charisma out of he's been good ever since uh the usual suspects yeah he played that he's fbi fantastic. agent yeah uh just let give these guys some direction what are they supposed to do you're just like oh just show up and say the lines it's like an actor needs more than just show up and say the lines yeah you need a director to actually <laughs> show you what's going on there's no direction in the show it's very clear that the director whoever whichever director is directing the show is clearly just being told Here's what we want. Do only what yeah. we want. Don't add any flair or any style or any direction whatsoever. Just yeah. do it's exactly all what of we're the direction to. is in the script. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> and that's kind of the habit that Disney seems to have is they're not they're casting directors. They're not hiring directors. They're not hiring people for the job that they do. 
they're just casting directors to put their name on the show. They're not actually trying to let them do their job. Yep. Total missed uh, opportunity from beginning to end. Absolutely. This whole whole season, complete missed opportunity. It could have been something great. And if they'd they'd stuck to giving Baby Loda to to Luke, having a cool adventure where Bo-Katan and Din Djarin go off on some various adventures to bond and then decide, hey, halfway through the season, we're going to take back Mandalore. And so they go through some adventures, getting the gang back together and then closing it out. Yeah. You could have had something that could have been legitimately good, but yeah. they had not that here. No. They had to save the universe. So, yeah. <laughs> Glad we were able to follow along. Yeah. yeah don't worry. Well, it's pretty soon we're going to get the um, uh, Ahsoka show, and then they'll be saving the multiverse because they're going to have time travel and all that good stuff. So. Yeah, it, they would have to because the, uh, the, the logo for the show features the Veil of the Force. Yeah, and Ahsoka was saved from the veil of the Force, so it's gonna suck because Kathleen Kennedy is gonna have her fingers all over it. Uh, Do you think she was made wise to the plot of like rebooting the sequel trilogy? Yeah, (laughs) and she desperately wants that to stay canon because she wants her new Ray series to come about. Oh yeah, nobody wants that. No, nobody wants a new Ray series, and it's not anything against. um... Oh gosh, I can't think of the actress's name. Uh, Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley, thank you. And I have nothing against her. She's fine. Like she's, she's a nice enough lady from what I've seen from her interviews. She's not the greatest actor in the world, but she's not the worst either. Yep. Um, nothing against her, but her character was again a poorly written character, and she was not given very much to work with. I think that pursuing that further is only going to be detrimental to her career. And I'm, I kind of feel bad if they pursue that further, she's only going to get further typecasted into this terrible type of character, yeah. which is only going to prevent her from getting future. Yeah. Work. Nobody wants the, uh, nobody wants a Mary Sue character. Yeah. It's cause it's not good. It's not entertaining. Nobody likes it. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Any other final thoughts, Tyler? No, I appreciated doing this with you guys. Uh, you know, thanks yeah. for dragging me along. Um, obviously, I'm not as enmeshed in this world as you are, but uh, <laughs> I felt I could trash it nonetheless. That's what is great about you two, and that's how little you cared about this series was. You allowed me to come in here and trash it like I did, <laughs> and I, you should have been just laughed out of the room. But thank you for right. that. Oh, no problem at all. No problem. Well, I will say I would never have watched this show if it wasn't for the two of you guys. <laughs> I would have get, given up too, yeah. <laughs> because I would have quit after probably episode one, if not episode two, if it yeah, it was it, it was rough. It, it was a chore. It was a chore to get through. Because <laughs> as much as the misery of actually watching it is, talking about it with you guys is really fun, and yeah. it's been a fun weekly get together just to hang out and. Uh, just shoot the shit a little bit and trash something that's really bad. Although if they, I guess if they do like a next season, maybe we can come back and do a mystery science theater 3000 treatment to it. And we'll get the little shadows at the bottom of the screen. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll do some live reactions. <laughs> That'd be kind of great. All right, guys. Well, uh, I would say it has been fun, but really, eh, you know, fun just, enough. Yeah. Fun enough just for the hang afterwards. But uh, 
let's see, JC, the next uh, terrible TV series coming out is probably going to be Ahsoka. I think that one's coming out soon. Um, and then they'll have like another season of The Bad Batch, which didn't really end all that well either. So I've only, I haven't finished it yet. I've started it. It's yeah. fine from what I've seen so far. Yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. Join us next week as we uh, start episode one of She-Hulk. <laughs> no, God, no, I don't want to watch that again. Oh, not no. after, oh, yeah, again. after seeing I... the fact that they included um, the the dare, Daredevil in there, yeah. which is and I love Charlie Cox's Daredevil, man, that the Netflix series they did was so good. It was yes. very, very, very good. Like some you of know, the best superhero it, insert Homelander. Made. It was like perfect down yeah. to the minute detail. They <laughs> nailed it with. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin in that was... You can't get it any better. Incredible. Yeah, it was, it was solid. get any better. Um, I, and then seeing, like, what they... The level they brought him down to for the S.H.I.E.L.D. show. It's just like, oh, yeah. Disney doesn't understand their, their target audience at all. They oh. have no idea who they're trying to I was like, sell these shows to. Daredevil really doing the walk of shame in costume? Yeah, no, he wouldn't be. It, it's the idea that he would is completely absurd. Yeah, and then they gave him the red and gold costume, which maybe yeah. it worked fine in like the com the original comics because that was the stylized for back then. Yeah. But they took away his incredibly awesome like maroon yeah. devil suit from the Netflix show, which was so good. Yeah, when he when he got that suit in uh, the first season, where it was just like going like, oh, maybe they're actually going to do it. It's going to be great. Yeah, I, I wish they'd recast him. I, I'm sorry to see Charlie Cox there because I, I hate to see yeah. his. I don't know. How, maybe again, have, much maybe like have this a last redhead show. do it because he's a redhead in the comic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> much like this last show, Mandalorian, a lot of great talent being wasted. Again, with the uh, Charlie Cox's talent being wasted because he was yeah. very, very good in, in the Daredevil show. Like, he killed it. Everybody who was on that show killed it. I just recently watched seasons one and two of that because I was yeah. kind of craving like what some actually good content. And I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember this. This was really good. I haven't watched it in several years. Let me just go back and rewatch these. And it holds up so well. Like season two, the stuff with the Punisher. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Loved it. What I, I, It's been years since I watched it too, but it just it was dark. It felt really Very dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very like, dark. Yeah, yeah, that's what R-rated I mean, Marvel can, should be. You yeah. can do dark Marvel and it really work. You can do dark Marvel and it not work, but yeah. this yeah. really worked because Blade Three, for seriously. example. <laughs> yeah, Blade. Th well, I think Blade Three they actually downgraded it to PG thirteen. Oh, that was that right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Was. They downgraded PG thirteen. That's part of the reason why it was bad because they had to get, they had to remove some of that Blade feel from it because they had to dumb it down. And dumbing things down will always work against a show. And yeah. I don't think people in Hollywood understand that dumbing things down will always work against you. It will never work for you. Yep. And then people wonder why the independent movies took off in the 90s. because Well, independent were... movies are seeing resurgence now. Yeah. And for the very same reason. Yeah. That everything's getting dumbed down in the mainstream. And so people are turning to independent films as an alternative because they're, they're better – Directed, written, and produced for yeah. less money too. Yeah, a lot less money. They've because they have to make it work. Yeah. Otherwise, it won't get done. So making it work. Necessity is the mother of invention. 
as the saying says. Right. And nothing proves that the way film does. Look at the original Star Wars films with Lucas. Like, just having to just, figure the technology out as you were going, and it made probably the biggest trilogy of all time. Maybe next to maybe Lord of the Rings challenges it for the the, the biggest trilogy of all time. But right. outside well, of even that, without the like, four hour even, long director's cuts. Yeah, what even comes close to Star Wars in terms of a bigger trilogy of movies? Nothing. No. Not even the original Star Trek movies. Not even Star Trek movies, not even the Godfather trilogy, because the yeah. third one drops off a little bit. Like I try and think of trilogies that come close. Nothing does. No. Uh Ghostbuster, female Ghostbuster, and Ghostbuster <laughs> 2. You're welcome. All right. Uh, Get off my fucking show. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That was well deserved. Oh gosh! Right, I I do have to go, but all right, all right, Tyler, good to see you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, all guys. Right, uh, just, we'll let you sign off. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, may the force be with you, and you're gonna need it. <laughs> <laughs>